Hello and welcome to another very interesting edition of the Current Account Podcast. We've all been talking about things as far as private credit space and alternative investments are concerned. Today, with so much happening in the segment, we're joined once again by Nilesh Devi. He's a managing director and CEO of Avendis Finance, and he heads the structured credit business at Avendis. Nilesh, break down what really the December circular on. the alternate investment fund really means for the sector does it mean that funding into the space is going to shrink or reduce or vanish well let's listen to him finally yes it's always pleasure having you on our podcast and uh, we're once again going to be discussing about a topic that we touched upon about 6 months back alternate investment uh, funds and how you see the whole uh, segment shape up after what happened in december last year let's start with this um were you all caught as much by surprise as banks were and as industry observers we were when the regulator came up with uh, the kind of strictures that it did just ahead of christmas yeah hi i would say probably yes i mean it's uh, though we don't have any exposure or any investment directly uh, from nbfc to fund uh but at the same time so i would not be aware that if there were any discussions which were happening uh, uh with the market participants who had uh, such kind of direct exposure investment uh but yeah i mean as an industry observer as someone kind of who has been in the industry i would say probably not many people were expecting i think uh, regulator especially sebi and all uh previously in some of the cases were hinting that uh, Uh, specific structures are uh, probably in aif uh, which were created basically where uh, nbfc or a bank uh, kind of transferred the assets which were otherwise npa on their balance sheet to an aif and if there was a junior senior kind of a structure uh, i think uh, there were discussions uh, in the market or from the regulator uh, on some of these structures uh but i guess uh, probably uh, people in the industry were uh, uh, kind of thinking about uh, specific regulations or some guardrails around those kind of situations uh, however uh, the circular also talked about uh, all kinds of investments uh, made by banks and uh, nbfcs into the aifs right. uh, basically included even those investments which were uh, let's say not so stress account on their balance sheet or even in the uh, even the investments in aifs where let's say uh maybe there could have been a one common borrower but not mm-hmm. necessarily kind of uh, that would have been the reason for someone to invest in an aif right because aif mm-hmm. is a pool and it invests in multiple transactions mm-hmm. to to kind of uh, uh connect the two maybe the people were not expecting that uh, the circular will go to that extent uh so yeah to that extent maybe i think as an industry observer i would say that probably it was uh, it was not something which many were expecting uh having said that uh, uh see the impact of it on various banks and uh, nbfc of course it's going to be there uh, people who have been active in this space right. however what has happened is that there are two categories of investments okay so the first category of investment is where any banks or nbfc have just invested in an aif which is a third party aif which mm. means that mm. not a sponsor mm. of that if right uh, just as a part of the treasury management like you invest in bonds and 
equities right. all that you have also invested in ai yes. from the diversification perspective or a yield enhancement or a strategic uh, uh, perspective now that is where i think uh, that segment was not very large uh, in the indian aif industry still okay so a lot of okay. these institutions uh, were just kind of starting to invest in uh, aifs as a treasury investment so to say uh, so and uh, hnis of course have been the biggest part of the ai domestic aif industry growth and uh, this specifically caters to banks and nbfc and insurance companies also it doesn't apply to which otherwise has been the also one of the large constituents on the institution side of it which have mainly been the insurance company so right. to the extent i think uh, probably the uh, the overall investment amount or as a percentage of the investment in their own balance sheet or as a percentage of the overall fund size for the gps also uh, i i am i don't think that was a very large number to start with so that will impact of course to an extent because otherwise it could have become a bigger source of funding in the future uh, mm. so now it was not a very large piece that it it probably will affect the industry as much uh, the second part of it is that where the banks and nbfcs have uh, are the sponsors uh, of the right. right now that is where it becomes a, a bit specific uh, because let's say if you are a bank and you are a brand name or if you are an nbfc mm. you have uh, you have uh, uh, in a group at a group level uh, or uh, uh, you have floated an AIF. Uh, yes. You are a GP or a fund manager of that. Yes. Uh, now, many a times it is because of the brand name of that bank or an NBFC that a lot of investors have come in. Uh, Absolutely. Invest in that AIF. A right? mm. uh, lot of uh, investors look at an institution as a manager and not necessarily an individual as a fund manager. So, uh, many of those AIF where investors have come in because of the brand name or the institutions running the fund rather than mm. individuals mm. running the fund. Mm. Uh, and to show their commitment to the investor and to show that uh, they are the ones who are kind of uh, using all their past experience right. as, as a bank right. NBFC, right? Uh, that is where if the entire amount has to be either divested within 30 days, uh, which becomes very difficult because you are a, a GP in that fund and under the PPM or a, uh, uh, also a fund manager cannot uh, kind of just sell its stake and uh, uh, move forward because uh, you right. and you're also dealing with a very illiquid asset here. It's not that there is a great secondary market that you can offload and transact. Yeah. So first of all, I think it is about uh, whether the investors the other investors not the, mm. the sponsor they mm. keep in the back of this institutions having the expertise and continue to run the fund and if that mm. institution has to exit that fund then how will they also look at uh, right. going forward i think that becomes one thing and second is that many a times this institution had put in a significant amount of money just to show their commitment uh in the right. strategy that that they are pursuing rather than just being like a third party fund manager where your skin sure. in the is very less right so uh then in that case probably now uh uh if they have to provide for 100 percent of their investment uh that amount also becomes a large amount in uh, some of the cases so that is the so, kind of uh, another uh, impact so yeah i would say probably that is the part which is where a lot of people uh uh 
as we read in the papers and all also were kind of looking for a clarity or have gone and represented uh, uh, to various bodies. Uh, so let's see if uh, any clarity emerges on that. But yeah, I mean, so I would probably uh, divide it into two parts where uh, uh, this institution were just an LP. Uh, right. Part was not that big. And I think that can be probably uh, unwind. Uh, you can unwind it also if required. Right. Uh, but the second part where they were GPs or they were the sponsor and they put a significant amount of capital from their own pocket, I think that becomes a a, a bit of a, a specific one where uh, people will have to kind of really find an answer to it. Uh, and that is what maybe people are expecting mm -hmm. certain clarity to come in. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's right. my assessment of it. I was going to come to the second question here. Uh, do you see whatever changes that have happened? Of course, you have segregated the uh, the industry into two, but from a funding perspective, from uh, bringing in investors perspective, is it going to change? Because um, as much as there is a lot of HNI, super HNI money chasing in here, uh, as you rightly pointed out, it's coming for two reasons. One, it is that uh, some of the large institutions have funds channelize uh, their monies here. And second, it's also coming because of the brand name of some of the uh, institutions backing them. So is the funding situation also going to change? And more importantly, this is not a retail investor driven sector yet. Um, and not so the case, even possibly globally. It's still a lot of inv institutional investor money uh, pooling into AIFs. Uh, so from a funding perspective, let's say over the medium term in the next three years or so, do you see it change? Do you see it alter or shrink a little? Uh, see, shrink, I am not sure, uh, Hamsini, because see, what happens is that uh, it may happen, let's say, at a current pool level. But if the overall inflow itself increases uh, significantly, then eventually in an absolute terms, it may still be a growth, right? I mean, as you right. know, on the equity market also, sometimes FII sell, but then DII are kind of net buyers so that overall the yes. industry still kind of survives or grows. Mm -hmm. so I I wouldn't be able to probably uh, uh, make a judgment about it because you don't know how it will play out in next two to three years. I mean, what we can look at is probably what impact it has currently. And of course, in a foreseeable future, if it is going to have a, a significant impact. Now, in, in that case, uh, see, there are two or three parts of it. I mean, see, one is that if if it becomes very clear uh, as it is from the circular as of now, unless let's mm. something else comes in, uh, that maybe uh, banks or NBFC should not have a, a significant amount of investments in the AIF, let's say, for example. okay, uh, And uh, banks or NBFC wants to run uh, or still wants to make an investment, uh, then maybe when the sponsor capital could come down okay to a bare minimum requirement okay. uh, as per whatever the regulations are uh, and uh, people might be okay saying that okay i mean if i have to let's say in a worst case scenario provide for a certain amount if it becomes so important to run the fund okay i mean again right. it is very specific to an institution some institution may decide not to do it some institution may decide to continue in some form and shape uh, and if that sponsor capital or that amount itself is uh, small enough uh, then one may take a call and uh, may continue where they feel that uh, this this uh, this strategy can only be worked uh, basis the institutional sponsorship as well as institutional being the GP. Uh, so that is uh, uh, one part of it. Uh, as far as the overall 
HNI money is concerned. Uh, yes, I mean, uh, uh, some of it had come because of the institution name and suppose going forward, if those institutions are not there or are mm. not active, uh, mm. they will probably chase uh, some of the other funds where the institutions are not the, or banks or NBFC rather not. I shouldn't use the word institution because there are many multiple types of institutions, uh, but banks and NBFC being the sponsor, uh, they may not uh, be kind of... Uh, uh, looking at them and they may have to gravitate towards the other types of funds. The third thing could be that also there is a, as of now at least, whichever are the ongoing fund, it's a criteria of a, having a common borrower. Now it is quite possible that uh, banks or NBFCs, if they are pursuing a certain specific strategy, uh, which otherwise they would not be pursuing from their banks or NBFC balance sheet, may not have yeah. that kind of a common borrower or they may decide to kind of look at it saying that okay I mean uh, if in future some common borrower comes in do we want to do the transaction or we don't do the transaction and keep the entire uh, underlying investing company set uh, very different uh, in which case you can probably continue at least for the current fund without uh, having to provide or without having to sell within 30 days. So I think it could be any of these three, frankly. I mean, it's it's a bit early. Uh, it has happened uh, in last two months. Uh, but I think it is much more specific to the, uh, frankly, a particular institution and how they see the sure. asset management business going forward. I mean, for someone, sure. let's say it's a big business and it's an important part of the overall one, then you can probably reduce your sponsored capital, take a provision and move forward. But if the oral idea from let's say regulator or otherwise market participants is that okay banks and nbfc should not be doing the aif so should not be investing then maybe they will set up a, a separate company which is an amc and like a lot of mutual funds and other funds run through that entity maybe this aif also can move to that entity and be run from that i mean that also could be the case and frankly it has to yet uh, figure out i mean how to go about it that's Point taken. That's point taken. Um, uh, has life changed uh, for you at Avendis? Mm, has it changed from possibly taking an investment call or uh, from looking at certain investment or from uh, looking at certain avenues of uh, uh, bringing in capital in the last one month? Or has it been life as normal except for a few days or a, a week or so of disturbance? What is what has it been your experience at Avendis? Yeah. So see, we are currently not in the uh, fundraising mode. So to that extent, uh, I mean, of course, it has no impact on the capital raising per se. Uh, whenever, of course, we go for the next fund, uh, we look at the target uh, institutions list and maybe uh, banks and NBFC just doing it as a part of their treasury management. I think that probably portion will uh, probably be significantly low going forward. Not that today also it has been a very large portion for us. Uh, it constitutes less than 5% uh, of our overall uh, fund AUM. But yeah, I mean, so okay. to that extent, I would say maybe that that particular portion may in future uh, may go down. Uh, but as I said, I mean, in the overall context, uh, uh, that, that portion has not been a very high portion anyway. Uh, as far as the, uh, the current uh, fund is concerned, I mean, fortunately uh, for us, uh, we never had any investment made uh, from our NBFC uh, into the fund. So to that extent, uh, uh, it is not applicable or we don't have at least any impact uh, on that. Uh, as far as uh, some of our uh, investors are concerned, uh, 
fortunately currently we don't have any common borrower uh, also uh, in any of those uh, three to four institutional investors mm -hmm. to that extent again uh, uh, this is not applicable as of now so yeah from all three perspective whether it's capital raising whether it's providing it ourselves because our investment is there or or probably some of our lps having to sell the units because of the common borrower at least as of now none of those three issues are uh, there for us perfect so you're saying that you're in a safe zone for now yeah i mean it's purely looking at this circular and the impact of it i mean at least for us it is not there as of now that's that's encouraging uh, uh just one last question before we wrap up uh there has been a lot of commentary written spoken uh, in the last couple of uh, weeks, uh, calling it a death meal for uh, uh, the AIF in the private credit space. How do you want to interpret it? So before we wind up, I want to take your inputs on this. Um, there's a lot of commentary written and said that what happened in December is a death meal for um, the AIF segment. Uh, it's the end of story for private credit and all that. Um, there, there, there have been apparently instances found on Evergreening, which is why RBI is doing what it's doing. How do you want to comment on that? Or do you even want to comment on that? Uh, see, I can say probably, as I said, I mean, if I were to categorize the impact in two buckets, the second bucket yeah. where uh, institutions, and there are many banks and many NBFCs which have become large uh, in the overall AIF industry as well as especially private credit also, right? Uh, and because they are running large funds uh, and their own investment also in these funds uh, in absolute terms would be a large one. Uh, and we saw a couple of listed players also kind of uh, coming out with their numbers on the provisions and all because yes. of the regulation, which was a uh, in absolute terms a very, very uh, large number. So to that yes. extent, of course, it's a significant hit uh to to the player uh to their uh, balance sheet uh and it is not something which they can uh easily kind of solve or mm. get rid of or sort it out mm. uh, so i would say yeah i mean to that extent uh, since uh, this industry is uh, and there are many players uh, who are institutional sponsored mm. uh, impact of that will be uh, quite large uh however as an overall industry i mean if it continues to be kind of driven by HNI capital, foreign capital, uh, and maybe maybe some clarity will emerge. Maybe some changes will come up. Uh, uh, maybe some guardrails uh, will be devised. Uh, maybe there will be consultation as a lot of industry bodies, as I told you, have also seemed to have kind of uh, been in the consultation mode. Uh, mm -hmm. Hopefully, I mean, something will come out which will probably allow uh, this also to continue. Uh, but if not, uh, then, I mean, this either the the structure of the fund will have to change. As I said, I mean, either you do it sure. from some other entity or you put a very less sponsor capital or you try and keep not to have any common borrowers. I mean, those are some of the things maybe one can think of, but maybe it's too early to talk about uh, the death nail or anything like that. I mean, but yes, I mean... Uh, for some of the large players and all, the impact has been quite large. So that I, that that is also there. Right, right. Thank you so much for joining in and uh, helping us out with your perspective. Um, hope to connect with you soon, possibly on once we have more clarity on what's permitted, what's not permitted, and on a more optimistic conversation. 
<laughs> okay thanks thank you with that it's a wrap on this edition of the current account podcast we'll join you very soon with another interesting topic to talk about till then it's your host hamsni kartik signing off take care